I'll make love to you, not satisfy you. <laughs> You're calling your friends right, right now, now complaining. What was that, that you said? Well, he he did. must be gay. <laughs> Tops Off World Tour starts September 14th. Raleigh, Charlotte, Atlanta, Greenville, Evansville, Kansas City, Wichita, Dallas, Houston, Fresno, San Jose, Anaheim, San Diego, Morrison, Colorado, Vail, Colorado, Hollywood for two shows, Jacksonville, Mobile, Abbotsford, Seattle, Portland, Milwaukee, Cincinnati, Nashville, Little Rock, Springfield, Philadelphia, Norfolk, Winston-Salem, Fairfax, Roanoke, Rochester, Worcester, Newark, Providence, and Albany, New York, December 10th. My daughter uh, is lactose intolerant and she had a matcha this morning she's like oh and she's apparently took six shits at, at school i love that and but the fact that she's taking a shit at school i love taking shits in public I, here's the thing my son refused really yeah to the point where he he would be so constipated that his his shit would turn into a softball and i'm not even joking really it was painful to watch him go through because he just did not want to shit in public and it was scary. Can I tell you, I actually, my favorite thing about being in public is shitting. <laughs> like, like I love, if you, if I can shit at McDonald's, yeah. there's something about that that makes me so, shitting at the airport is one of my favorite things. Are, are you just saying because it's a, there's a creep factor to it? No. No, I mean, creepy. I like shitting at home, It is too. creepy. That, like, the two spots that you picked, um, I mean, they're not attractive. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like one's. I had a bit that I tried. I tried forever to sh shove into a special and I couldn't get it. Yeah. I one time took a shit in the Miami airport, <laughs> like six in the morning, right? <laughs> Fly home, hang out with Leanne. We had, and it's like a Sunday, everyone's drinking. Yeah. I pass out that night naked. We've been, I've been drinking all day. I pass out <laughs> that night naked. I wake up the next morning and as I go into the bathroom, she goes, Did you take a shit at the airport yesterday? I go, I, I did. I think I did. Why? She goes, check your ass. Yeah. I turn around. That little toilet nest yeah. thing was, it had cotton candy Stop to my it. ass cheeks. I had flown home in it, Joe. I would sat on it the whole flight. I pulled my pants up. It stuck on. I sat on the whole flight. I spent the whole day with it on my ass cheeks. <laughs> I slept in it. I was going to fuck Leanne in it. Like I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, and I was like, oh my god, it was still on my ass cheek. Imagine if you fucked Leanne in it, and you, and she and you look it. like a, a rooster or something, like, you, like, <laughs> like it's a, it's like it's like a peacock. It's kind Wait, of a cool look. We should see if we could alienate every comic listening right now. Yeah. Now let's go to private jets. Now, what do you love about? <laughs> I'm flying private this weekend, so it's beautiful because I'm going across. You know, I'm going to Canada, so it's like it just makes it that much better. So I'm going to Alaska two shows and then i'm gonna fly to alberta canada and then just get off the plane uh, get on the plane and fly home i'll be in bed at the you know what i mean it's i hope that i hope because this is how i love your bus though in the driveway it's dope thank you <laughs> thank you no i can't i hope that people listen to this the way i do because yeah. I, I like i get i get inspired by people living ways that i'm not like when yeah i remember uh i remember I was, maybe it was Rogan was talking about this flight he took private and I it was it was it was I won't I won't say Rogan's business but it was impressive yeah and I remember going like I remember thinking so that's possible 
Yeah. Like you can get to a place where you start making money where you can do that. Like that's I, insane. You know what's crazy is that's that's the mentality that, and I, I hate saying this, but like sometimes you got to hit people over the fucking head and they don't want to listen. And it's like you and I have that mentality. Yeah. Like we're not jealous fucking people. And that's no. what kills you. It's like your ego will kill you and destroy you. And you can sit in that pocket for as long as you want. Or you can be a forward thinker and be inspired by anybody. You don't even have to like the person you're being inspired by, but just know that it's available and it, that, that opportunity does exist. And that's why I love you so much. It's like I can banter with you and I know that it's out of love. I get inspired by you. When I see you do something, I'm like, well, fuck, Bert did it. I got to do it. I, it's I, like I, the minute you did that festival, I, I'm not even bullshitting you, bro. I, I talked to Mike, my, my uh, promoter, and I'm like, we have to do a festival. You should. And, and I go, you should. it you doesn't even have to should. be a comedy festival. It could be anything. You're you're so diverse. You could do your, I would go to your festival for the litany of different things you'd have because the things you're into, you're more into, you have a more of a, 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 a your hold on the pulse of culture, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like going to yours, I'd be like, oh shit, I bet he did a collab with someone. Yeah. I bet they're going to, I bet their merch is going to be fucking insane. Mm -hmm. I bet there's going to be something in the middle during the break. I bet there'll be comedy, but I bet there's going to be so much more. Yeah. Like I would love to see what your festival would be. Yeah, man. I do it. Just do being it. Creative is like what keeps you sane. Cause you and I, man, if we're idle for like an hour, we will go insane and then uh, we'll yeah. drive everybody else insane. I've just said, like I did. I totally forgot like three things today. And people are like, Fuck, Joe, how'd you forget? It's like, because I don't think about this shit. Yeah. I'm thinking about like two things, like tour and funny. Like, that's all I think about. I can care less about anything else. Be shocked about the fucking moronic things I have. Today, I had an idea where I said, I wrote it down. I said, I'm going to release, I'm going to write earnestly. You know how people won't like, they're not like, like if as a comic, sometimes you can tell them something cool yeah. and they'll be like, oh, cool, I'll hear you out. I'm going to write a solo music album acoustic and i'm gonna release it under a pseudonym and i'm gonna promote it on other people's podcasts and see if i can blow this guy up and then and then it'll be me that i love that i literally because i was like Dude, i love that I, like chris DeSapino talked about the 1975 on rogan yeah and all of a sudden everyone downloaded the 1975 rogan talked about anthony oliver like he just reposted him and he went the guy went viral he's the biggest artist in the world and i was like i wonder if i could do that for my, like just as a lark i think as a so fuck around that you i would love to see you do that <laughs> like the dane fucked up when he released the album as dane cook if he would released it like the way garth brooks did yeah as that pseudonym and yeah, then yeah. Be like, this guy's pretty good <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's go. and then i was like at what hey, point this guy has his shirt on <laughs> yeah. this is nuts I love this guy. People won't recognize I'm a cowboy hat down yeah, with yeah, his shirt yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love and it. And on the back of the album, I'll be up with my face. Yeah. I was like, at what point will Segura figure out it's me? Because <laughs> yeah. that's the only person I'm doing it for. Yeah. It's, like it's a, time to go. I don't like the guy's music. And I can yeah. go, I don't know, man. I Hold don't think on, you're listening man. to it right. <laughs> you know what's funny, though, is the reels, like, uh, like the reveal for that is like a Scooby-Doo Scooby -Doo episode. It's like yeah. no one knew it was you and until you they pulled the stupid hat off. I would have like, gotten away oh, from it. Oh, fuck Bert. <laughs> it was Bert the whole time. I would love for you to do a fucking festival. I would love for you I'm to gonna, do a festival. I'm gonna. I think it's, it's, I, I love the fact that it's like, like, and I love talking to you. Like every time I talk to you, it's like we just keep inspiring each other. But it's like, uh, you know, I, I write shit down a lot, right? And there was this thing, like I, I came from coffee houses from Vegas, right? That's That was always my start. Playing the shitty nightclubs where you're not allowed... They don't put seats on the on the dance floor, so everyone was sitting on the outside of the dance floor, and, yeah. and and they put a like a mic and stool in the middle of the dance. Like I played shitty venues, pool tables, 
coffee houses, restaurants, you know what I mean? Uh, where they put like a piece of plywood on top of an eight seat booth, you know what I mean? And yeah, that's your stage. Yeah. So like those were the those were the rooms I was doing. And 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 in my head, I'm like, how about if I built a venue? Like I got the money. How about if I make a venue for up and coming comics where they don't have to like fight for stage time or impress the manager or there's only three clubs to work in? And it's like, I want to build this thing called Black Box. And it's just like, it's just a an amazing venue it's a it's a cool theater small intimate but like everything you need if you want to shoot yeah. like your, your, your whatever it is you need to shoot you can do it at this and and like i i've been it's been killing me for years 10 years it's been like i know i can make something beautiful like this and uh and it's happening like it's almost done it's really? on ventura yeah i just it's like it's literally almost over a month away on ventura yeah right next to starbucks and uh uh al's diner i think it's al's right there's Wait, a diner there right over right over in studio city oh shut the fuck yeah, up yeah it's almost done man i spent like 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 70 grand just on the stage you know what i mean and it's like it's it's just for like up-and-comers or whatever like just yeah. want to work out or, or or just have time you know what i mean and like not have to deal with the bullshit and the politics that, that this town comes with sometimes what was the thing i i don't know so i'm trying to isolate this my dad, my dad at a young age, told me two things that I that I have stuck with me, and I don't know if he did them on purpose or on accident. Yeah, he told me number one, I love pressure. As a little kid, he said, "You love pressure." That's the thing about you, Bert. When when you want all the chips against you, that's when you perform at your highest. Adversely, I love pressure. Now I feel like I do perform best in pressure situations because my dad told me that. The other thing he said one time, and I don't remember doing this, uh, or my baseball coach complimented me behind my back we all got uh ten dollars to get lunch at Mc dinner at mcdonald's on a ride and there was a homeless guy i do not remember doing this i'm so i'm not humble bragging i really don't think i did it doesn't sound like me but i spent uh five dollars on a meal for me and five dollars on a meal for a homeless guy and i brought him a meal outside he told my dad that and my dad said that's what's amazing about you the other thing my dad said is how old were you when I'm I, was, sorry. I must have been 17 I don't remember doing it. I really don't. And it doesn't sound like me. Now, yeah. I go $10 million at McDonald's. Yeah. It doesn't even feed me. So yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. as I hear it, I go, well, was I on a diet? Hold on. And so. That's the old menu. My dad says constantly, the one thing I, I envy in you is you don't get jealous. You don't get jealous. I, I know. I don't. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I do get jealous. I, I do. I, I It's a normal thing. But whatever the thing is that some people have i don't have yeah i see cool in a lot of cool stuff i'll give you a perfect example i was obsessed i was in love with the videos you did when you'd go when you put your hand on the camera and go check this out if like yeah. you go brooklyn yeah we got one show at the king's theater tonight you know what let's add a second check this out and then you tap and it would be a sold out i loved it i loved it now I'm certain there must be comics or people that get shitty about that, but for whatever DNA makeup I got, that inspires me and it forces my brain to think in a very creative way. I love that. Uh, I same with with Dane or like I, like Joe. When there are people that I remember hearing it when Joe started his podcast, people that just shit on his podcast. Yeah, all I saw was all the opportunities that were now available to us. Yeah, you know when. Uh, People on Twitter or on Instagram that insp I get inspired as opposed to jealous. Yeah. I kind of know where it comes from me, but I'm dying to know because I want to give it to more people. 
Yeah. Where do you get it from? I, 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 you know, I, I really don't know where I get it from. I just, I, I've never been that jealous guy. I just get heavily. Were you ever try to isolate a time when you were a kid where you were jealous? Like you grew up poor. Don't get me wrong. I, I would get, oh, I mean, when I was a kid. Yeah. I was yeah. like, we didn't have any money. You know, I got my friend that's driving around on a YZ80 at 13 years old. And I'm like, I don't even have a bicycle. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. like what the fuck? Like what kind of parents do you got? You know yeah. what I mean? But like, but as far as like stand up or, or anything that had to do with career or I don't know, I would, I wouldn't get jealous. I would just get like frustrated. Cause I'm like, yo, when's it going to happen for me? Like what's going on? Like Wait, when did but it, I never when did got, it... I always gave everyone their flowers. Cause it's like, I'll be there. It's just my, my, my path is a little longer and I'm good with that. I'm cool. What, what was your, what, cause I feel like you were successful. I feel like the first time I realized I knew you were successful two times. One time I was at the Hartford funny bone. I, I know I've told you, I think I've told you this and I had a blind guy on stage. I brought a blind guy on stage and he was <laughs> feeling people's faces. Yeah. And I, uh, and he was telling on a scale on a scale of one to 10, how hot they were. And I thought it was real genius shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I thought I'd really cracked the code. <laughs> It was so horrible to bring an ugly person on stage and then have him go four, and everyone's like, "He's dead, he's killing it." And then <laughs> this like, guy is a genius. <laughs> and so, holy <laughs> shit, he's more than blind. He's an X Man. I remember someone going, "Like, what if he's not blind?" And then I was like, "That's the greatest rub in the universe." Yeah. If you just brought a guy, he's like, and he feels her face, and he just looks at her and he goes, "Too Jewish," and everyone's like, "She does look Jewish." <laughs> oh man. But uh, and so I got off stage and Jackie. Do you remember Jackie used to run the Hartford Funny Bone? Yeah. She comes back and I'm like really. I, Nikki Glazer was with me and I'm feeling my oats. I'm like, or no, maybe it might be and it might have been this girl Andy Smith. Uh -huh. And I'm feeling my oats. I'm like that was good. And she comes backstage and she's like, uh, yeah, let's get ready for the second show. And I was like, good show, Jackie. And she goes, uh, Joe gets standing ovations. And she walked away. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Are you serious? The next weekend, I was in. I was in either Omaha or Dayton or one of those, like one of the basic. Omaha is a room, and they That's were like, a good room. And I was like, uh, "How ticket, ticket sales look?" And they're like, "Good." Someone's like, "Good." You know, Joe Coy ch charges extra for up front, and I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I was like, man, he's in front of everything I'm doing. <laughs> but that's the first time I realized, like, I realized, oh, shit, Joe's popping. Like, that. that is. Yeah. I'd seen some stuff. Like, I, I knew you. I'd run into you a long time, a long, long time ago at the elevator, the parking garage over by Crunch. Yeah. Across the street from the, the Laugh Factory. Yeah. But that's when I was like, oh, things are fucking happening. I, I, I'm wondering if that was during the Chelsea Lately time, but I think it was before it that. Was, it was, it was during was during yeah is that was that you think that was your first big pop i think it was everyone's big pop i never did chelsea Lately. oh you did it oh no. yeah you didn't you were but you were a name that, like no. everyone was talking uh -uh. about no no but the comics were talking about you oh uh, i want i was er I was everyone so was talking dialed, about Bert i was Kreischer. so dialed in for that show because i was so obsessed with celebrity gossip oh really i've always been obsessed with celebrity gossip i love it i love it that's crazy you never yeah. got on no that. one ever no one ever thinks that i'm into that because it's not what i look like yeah but I, I used to be all i cared about I don't care as much. Yeah. So I feel like you, once you know the people, it's not as fun. Yeah. But uh, I do want to go back on something real quick. What? Because I don't want, but when she said that Joe Coy charges extra, extra for the front. Yeah. Can I just tell you why though? Please. Let me tell you why I did it. And I don't want, I don't want to anyone think that it was like, uh, 
a money grab or anything like that. Even if it is, who gives a fuck? Well, I want to explain why the what what inspired that to happen and why I had to grab a hold of that, right? Because yeah. they don't understand, like people don't understand that that's our business, right? Like especially when you go on a percentage deal, like. Like, I'm not doing a buyout. Like, I'm not doing yeah. like, oh, 700 on the weekend. You know what I mean? We'll give you flight and travel. It's like, no, I, I took the percentage deal. Yeah. Like, full on risk. It's like, uh, like if I don't sell a ticket, I make no money. And then I was noticing that uh, the front seats had like these vodka bottles in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, uh, a, a paint bucket or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those metal paint buckets. Oh, because they, the they club, were selling, the club will sell them. They were selling front of lines. Yeah. And, and if you buy the front of line with the VIP, bucket of vodka you get guaranteed front seats and i'm like hold on i'm on the percentage deal i need those seats yeah so i was like how do i can't counter that and i'm like all right the only way i'm coming to your club is i gotta have those seats and i gotta give my deal like if you want front row i'll give you a shirt i'll give you blah 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 yeah and, and that's how we're gonna do it that's but so I, smart but yeah but i it, it took me like two shows or two two venues to really it didn't really sink in at first i was like whoa what like everyone in the front row just bought a, a vodka bottle. Like it was, it was driving me nuts. And then I asked them and they were like, yeah, that's our, our front row front of line pass. I'm like, no, nah, that's got to come to this time. You that's can't, shit. you can't that's do bullshit. that. Because yeah. they find a workaround. They also have their own comps where they, where they trust me. Not, I mean, not, this I got shitty. rid of all those. Oh, cause they would go. They, those were the valuable comps. Yeah, man. That's when radio got theirs and all the DJs would show up. And, and you're just like, eat, you're like, yo, I'm, you. I'm eating 25 seats in the back. Yeah. And yeah, they used to do that. They'd go like. And by uh, the way, we love the improv. Don't get us wrong. Oh, yeah. Bert and I love the improv. It, without yeah. the improv, love the we improv, improv, at. funny bones. But you, you know, when you're, when you're, we're businessmen, man. And you got to like, when you see something, you got to like grab a hold of it and like, just like you said with the comps, like I I know where I first stopped it. Like to this day, I can tell you exactly where I stopped the comps, and it was Tampa, the Tampa Improv. Oh. It was insane. It was so insane because I knew shit was popping. I knew like the other improvs I was selling out, and then I go here to the Tampa Improv. I forgot his name. He's a cute guy, He's a little Bob tiny Joyce. guy. Yes. Yep. And I, and I remember going in, and I remember on the Thursday show they had all these comps, and I'm like, hey man, we can't do that. Like yeah. I don't care if I only sell. 100 tickets like it's going to be 100 tickets that i can talk to and they'll come back with 200 people next time yeah but if we comp it then i'm always going to be a comp guy i'm going to be free, i'm going to be free comedy show I, I, everyone should take a pause right now there's two people i've heard say this in my entire life and to date i've heard this since but to date you and tom segura oh tom segura would not fuck with a comp no man he's like no man i'd rather be there be no one in here yeah and he was like, "Cause if you if you comp out this room, yep. then I got to cater to the comps. Yep. I got to deal with the comps. My complaints are coming from the comps. Yeah. And yet I was, and I will say this, and I apologize to Tom's wife. I was the dude that was like, comp the fuck out of the room. Yeah. I was like, it's okay. I want a full room. Yeah. And, and I thought you could translate them into fans. You can't. You can't. You cannot. You will always be. We're here for the beer, and there's a funny guy on stage. They That's don't all give it a is. fuck give who a fuck. you are. Nope. And they'll never come back." Nope. It's like the cat and the milk thing. Like it's like it's true. It's like they'll keep coming back for the free milk. And it's like you are your own. You you establish how much you're worth. And if you're gonna be free, then you're gonna be free for the rest of your life. That's a really prophetic statement. I am not. There are two types of people. Yeah. There are free ticket people. Yeah. And then there are people who want to get what they like. Yeah. Like I I don't I don't want I actually don't want anything for free. Like when I go. To the, I'm going to the Rams. I'm going to the Rams. Man. Saints. Yes. Uh, Thursday night game. And, you know, they hit hit up. Do you want us to take, you know, whatever? And I was like, nope. Nope. I want to buy them. 
And they're like, huh? And I was like, I told my agents and everyone, I was like, I will buy those tickets because yeah. I don't want anything. I don't, anything. I don't want, I went to Metallica, I paid for the tickets. I yes. don't want to, I don't, first of all, number one, the number one thing you need to know is if they're giving us something, we're earning it. Yes. They're going to, the second you get there, there's going to be a mic on you and you will <laughs> so be doing true. everything. Yes. Can you do one of your promo reads, rip your shirt off? Can you rip your shirt off? I had someone the other day, you yeah. might've been sitting next to me and the guy goes, they want you to take your shirt off. I go, tell them they can fuck themselves. <laughs> no yeah. one. I'm, I'm fucking. No, but they're giving you a half slab of ribs. Just put barbecue sauce on your belly. And can do you it, Bert, please. Here's, here's a Kool-Aid. Can you do that and go vodka, vodka, vodka? Yeah, please, Bert. Motherfucker, and so and I was always I was always the guy. But there's the free ticket person; they don't really give a fuck about anything. Yeah, man. They don't clean the inside of their car. <laughs> they don't wear condoms. Wait, how do you know this? I'm just, I'm just, how do you I'm know just, this from just I'm just, free tickets? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I just know that person. They have a sore can I, somewhere. Can I tell you, there's I always sore. a sore. There's one dude. There's always a there's sore. a sore. Yeah. There's like a sore on their lip. There's a sore on their lip that they have they, to cover with a thick mustache. And they smoke cigarettes. They smoke cigarettes. They have oh. like a they have a ring here, like a, a nicotine ring. <laughs> yeah. It's just heavy. They fucking they don't pronounce their NTs like perfectly. They yeah. they go couldn't. They don't yeah. go, they go, could not. <laughs> yeah, they, they, yeah. They, just, they hate to floss. <laughs> it's time consuming and their dude, teeth bleed. I was sitting in Philadelphia and there was a dude that comes out. He's like, dude, I'm doing accents bad. He's yeah, like, yeah. bro. Your boy Tommy sold out. And I was like, what? And he goes, Tommy sold out. You know, I, I used to get free tickets for that guy. Now he wants $25, $35 for a ticket. Right. Fuck him. And I, he was like, I got comp for your tickets. And I remember thinking, Tom does not want you at your show. Yeah. And I don't think I want you at my show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get the fuck out of get here. The fuck Here's out. $70. Just I would, leave. I would rather someone. I would. I love my favorite thing is like comping out tickets to people that are yeah. like because you'll get people like yo i'd love to come to your show i can't afford it this month i'm yeah. gonna catch you next time you're through love the podcast and then i love just going got yeah. you hit up peter come in and then they're always like shut the fuck up yeah i love that yeah but man you're right free ticket people the worst they're always free ticket people you know this is the one i hate too uh the 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 the, the ghost text that just comes all of a sudden we're going to let's just talk about dallas yeah right Yo, man, you coming to Dallas, bro? Can I can I get two tickets? Oh, it's oh. like no, man. Where were you the whole year? No, Joe, fuck this. I got. I'm gonna up. I'm gonna up you one. Yeah. Check this out. How often do people ask for money on Venmo? My, I get Joe. I'm not even fucking around. I have a mil. Look at this. This is all people <laughs> oh, asking good. for money on yes. Venmo. This is all. Wait, this people. is. Are you talking about family? They, no. Chris Nicolopoulos requested 50 bucks. He what? Wrote, he wrote, You're my hero. Can I get 50 bucks? This, what? This, and that is from 2020. This is Marcus Lindbaum. Can I get five bucks? Hey, that 2020. Can you send him 50 bucks? They needed that. What if I send uh, it to well, him now? I mean, you're a fucking asshole. What if I send it to him now? And I'm, well, send and it to I, him and now and say, I'm sorry about the pandemic and I didn't give you 50 bucks. No, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, hungry, I'm going to say, hey, man, hopefully you didn't die during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, but if you did, I'm, I'm rolling the dice on I probably get this 50 bucks back. <laughs> Chris. I mean, it's crazy. Like, it's crazy. I mean, why not ask for fucking 500 bucks? Yeah. I wonder what the most I've been asked for on Venmo is. I get asked, is it, do you get asked for, do people ask you to for Venmo? I, I have. Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah, all the time. Like Joe, I really need the if you can help me out, man. I mean, and it's like, 
I here can we can we also say this? Did you ever hear? I don't, did you ever hear Felipe Esparza? No, what happened? He goes, he goes, this guy hit him up. He's like, hey man, I can really use I can really use some tickets. My mom got COVID. What? My sister got cancer, and I just got fired. I could use some tickets. <laughs> you show Felipe goes, "Hey man, you're bad luck. I don't want you on my That's show." That's hilarious. That's perfect. <laughs> perfect hey, response. You're show to my show. The light's gonna fall on someone's head. Hilarious. <laughs> that that is the that is the, the that is the worst thing though when people ask after traumatic things, and it's like, come on, man, don't do that. Like, can we do a meet and greet? We're just, you know, my, my dad was a huge fan and he's he passed away this weekend and the whole family's here and we just want to come see you, uh, you know, make us laugh and so we can think of him. And I'm like, fuck, man, no. <laughs> like, if you don't mind, I, I really don't want to. <laughs> I don't really want to. I really don't want to go there. Like I'm, I'm fucking having fun on stage. I don't want to cry in my goddamn meet and greet and a hug. So he's no longer here. Here's it. And then I sign. And you know what sucks is I'll sign something like to Steve. Fuck, Steve's not here anymore. Uh, oh God, I was in Columbus, Ohio, and they're like, hmm. hey, there's this, this, this guy. He's like. He's he's not doing well. He's got cancer, and he wants to come to your show. It's his it's his dying wish. Like it's he's not enough long on this earth. His whole family's coming. They brought a limo. Yeah, is it cool? And I was like, yeah, I was really panicked. This is a long time ago. I remember called Dane. I was like, yo, how do you deal with like a diet? He goes, hey, don't take notes. Be very casual. Yeah, they're gonna come to you back after the show. Just make eye contact. Tell me, hope you had a good time. Tell him he's got this. You'll be thinking about him. Just very low key. Don't bring it up during the show. You'll see them. You'll see them. They're going to be having the best time of their lives. Yeah. You got this. He's like, call me after the show. So I do the show. And then they fucking ghost me. They just left. Get out. <laughs> even say anything. Get gave out. Gave him tickets and everything. What the fuck? And Dane called me. He goes, how'd it go? I go, man, they just fucking left. He's like, ah, we got those two. They're bullshit people who just want free tickets. Oh. oh. That, shit, that shit, shit, you should be able to go back there and like. I like, find like, out where they live and just knock on the door. I'm like, hey, man, what the fuck was that? I need to see some, like, blood work. Yeah, show me something. I the guy th the guy that passed away answers the door. Bert! <laughs> what oh, the shit. fuck, bro? Aren't you dead? I've been feeling better. He's got your shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Segura, man, charges, man. You don't. You don't, man. So we tried this scam on Segura. He said, nah. Do you want the best one we ever? We knew you wouldn't. The best one ever? I was at the Tampa Improv. This has got to be 20 years ago. Yeah. 20 years ago. And Gary Valentine. Who You remember Gary Valentine? Oh, I love Gary. Gary is so Can fucking Can you explain funny. to the people who Gary Valentine is? Gary Valentine is Kevin James's brother. Yes. He's his older brother. And bro, exactly the same. Exactly. Same I, I, energy, same delivery, same everything, bro. I'm going to argue, and I think Kevin would, would be fine with me saying this. Gary's funnier. Gary's Gary is so fucking fun as a person. If you without never, a doubt, if you're gonna meet one of the brothers, yes, even Kevin would be like, meet Gary first. Meet Gary. Go to karaoke with Gary, go, do, and you'll have the best time of your life because he will knock it out of the park. Singing wise, zero points. Zero. Fucking performance, 
A million. He is a million. The funniest, the funniest human being. Handsome. I have so many. I I, I had a, a solid year of my life that I spent every day with Gary. Every you were fucking, opening or he was following. Oh no no, no he we was were with you. we were no we were on uh we were on a TV show together. Oh, and so we spent every day, every day. One okay. of my favorite memories ever of Gary Valentine is he had to interview Joe Rogan on our talk show. Uh huh. And they came in with notes, and he goes, I don't need fucking notes. It's Joe. We're buddies. Joe, we've been friends. I've never met. I'm meeting Joe for the first time. <laughs> they go, well, Bert and Gary, you guys are going to do the interview, and here are the notes. Gary, he's like, I don't need notes. Joe's my buddy. We've been pals for years. I'm going to just get up there. We're going to riff. It's comics. Let us do our fucking thing. And they're like, well, in case you want the notes, I don't need the fucking notes. Well, Joe. They're giving me notes. Come on, man. Let's do. Let's rock and roll, baby. We go out there, and he's like, all right, everybody. We're back. My buddy today, from he co-hosts the UFC. You've seen him on news radio. Joe Rogan. And Joe goes, what's up, Gary? He's like, not much. <laughs> all right, cut. Let's do it again. Yeah, and yeah. He goes, all right, one more time. And he goes, okay. Can riff old buddy Joe Rogan to come up stand-up comedy? We came up in the comedy store, right, Joe? And he's like, yeah, Gary. And he's like, ah. <laughs> Freezes again. That's so good. He's the so, fucking notes. That is so funny. <laughs> I don't want to even see that episode. Oh god, that's fucking awful. He he made me laugh. That one that human being so could funny. make me laugh. So we go. He, he, I'm in Tampa one weekend with my family, and Gary's at the, at the improv. So Gary's like, "Yo, Bertsky, come down to the improv. Uh, you know, do a set. We'll hang out." And I was like, "Oh, great!" So we all go to bring my whole family. Gary comes up to me, goes, <laughs> "Melanie Griffith." Is in the fucking stage. I go, what? And he goes, she's upstairs, Bertsky, on the third floor. I go, look up, and I'm like, doesn't look like Melanie Griffith. He goes, no, I comped her whole party. Like 15 people. Melanie fucking Griffith came to see me. I go, do you know Melanie Griffith? He goes, no. I go, does she know your brother? And he goes, no. I go, you really think it's Melanie Griffith? He goes, well, she said she's Melanie Griffith. Holy I go, did you shit. meet her? And he goes, ah, she wanted to keep her face hidden because so she had a hat on. And I go, okay, I'll go up and do this thing. So I go up, up top, and I like look in, and I'm like, Gary, she's like 170 pounds. I don't think that's Melanie Griffith. He goes, does it matter? <laughs> does it matter? Because I think it's Melanie Griffith. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I go, you're right. And he goes, Melanie Griffith is a big fan. Fuck, <laughs> man. That's such a good line. He's so Does it even matter? Can we just keep the illusion alive, Bert? Why are you fucking up my dream? Melanie's here, you fucking asshole. I go, isn't she married? And he goes, ah, she's with her friends. What is that? Yeah. These are facts I don't need to know. We have Google. I had a great Did I use it? No. I murdered it. It's fucking Melanie. Now, Angelina Jolie's in the corner. And she's with Brad. She's keeping it hush hush, but they're back together. Shut the fuck up, Bert. God, that guy. That guy is so fucking funny. Bert! Denzel! It's just a black guy. It's the doorman. Denzel! Equalizer! The whole so fucking good, right? Right there. You know what you know what Gary Valentine's life is? Uh, that painting of all those famous actors from the 50s inside of a diner. Yeah. That's, that's Gary's world. James Dean's having a milkshake. At the, oh, it's amazing. God, he is such a funny. Fu he's just funny. Like some people, I are love Naturally, him. naturally, naturally funny. Yeah. The hardest he ever made me laugh. I wish if someone could find footage of this, I'll pay you. I'll pay is, you. For is it. Gary older? Older, yeah. See, so then, like when you see Kevin dance, 
that's got to be Gary inspired. Oh, it's 100%. you know what I mean? Because like when Gary does it, bro, I I'm telling you, we went to a, a karaoke bar and I've never laughed so hard in my fucking life, man. I like literally, you know, when you double over, like you slip off the, the bar stool. Yeah. like that. That's oh, yeah. what I was doing with Gary because he was so good and he's so committed, bro. He's committed and he's singing and he's, he's not looking at the words on the screen. He knows the words. He's fucking crushing it, man. Dude, his his physical comedy. He used to do this thing where he'd try to, he would just simply, he'd get on stage, he'd pull the mic off, put it a stand over, take the mic over the improv, and then he'd try to hop up on the on the piano, like on the piano, but he'd he'd fall short, he'd just go, Hit, and then he'd just stand up like it never happened, and it would make me laugh so fucking hard. Who is the, okay, let's not talk stand up, let's not talk. Like when we talk about people, yeah, who's the funniest comic? Just the person, meaning not on stage. Let's yeah. fuck fuck on stage. Yeah, like who is the funniest comic? Support for today's episode comes from Waterboy. Waterboy is a hydration powder, scientifically formulated to cut your hangover time in half. There are other hydration packs on the market, but nothing comes anywhere close to fighting off those Sunday scaries like Waterboy with zero sugar which is very important if you're in ketosis, and over three times the electrolytes of liquid IV, your hangover will stand no chance. Unlike their competitors, Waterboy has added ingredients beyond just hydration to help with nausea, anxiety. That's when you hang over a hangover, but you also have anxiety. I, I know a lot about that. And fatigue. We all know that hydration alone isn't enough to help after that bender you had in Vegas for a limited time right now, our listeners get 15% off your entire order with code BERT at waterboy.com. You know for a fact my brand is recovery. That is everything I believe in. I believe it's not worth partying if you can't enjoy tomorrow. You need to party so that tomorrow's great, and Waterboy ensures that your tomorrow is the best today you'll ever have. Bro, is that great branding right there? That's amazing. Hundreds of thousands of people already trust Waterboy as their hangover cure. It's time to stop dealing with that anxiety alone. For a limited time, my listeners get an exclusive 15% off discount when they use the code BERT at waterboy.com. That's 15% off with code BERT at waterboy.com. Waterboy has got you recovered. Buying tickets for your favorite event should not be stressful game time is the fastest easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports music comedy theater anything near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best prices guaranteed you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have that is the best feeling is to know you got tickets and start the text thread, start the memes, start the jokes, all the inside jokes. Send, what are we wearing? I love that energy. That's what these live events should be about. And you get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Get images of your seats also before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Isla said she wanted Metallica tickets. Literally went to game time. No joke. Such quick two taps that we thought we did it wrong. We were like, there's no way we have these tickets. We got great tickets. Snag tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code BIRDCAST for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account 
and redeem code BERTCAST for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Like, who is the funniest comic? Meaning that dude that every time you're around, yeah. they're just Okay, so someone it. in your life, in your group, or yeah, just yeah, yeah. in general that inspired you? Whatever. Ah, oh, fuck, whatever. I'll start. I'll say. I Can I say one? Please. I, I, I'm really digging Asif Ali. Wait, who, how, how, do I know him? You should know him. Uh, you, you'll know him, up? but he's just, he's funny, man. Off the cuff, like, impro- you know, he he he, he ad-libs. He, oh, are you going to, I'll see if, yeah. I mean, this kid's funny. Yeah, you've seen his work. He's, you know, he gets a lot of TV work. And uh, he was in my movie, too, as well. But, I mean, this kid, there he is. Oh, Not, no, 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 no. no. Uh, she's about to click anything. <laughs> You mean the yeah, no. you mean the owner of this hotel in Saudi Arabia? <laughs> Wait, you mean the cricket player, that, right? Right, right the, the one that looks like he's doing fucking stand up. She's clicking any guy. No, the government. The, the soccer player. The, the, the soccer player. <laughs> I guess it's a, it's a you mean this name? guy on the camels? <laughs> it's a unique. This guy going through the Mojave <laughs> Desert. If your name's Rachel, you're like this yeah. must be him. This must be him. Yeah, yeah. He's so. I'm telling you, Bert, man. Really? Like. There's a there's a lot of up and coming guys that like haven't like blown up yet, but man, this guy, dude, I I watch him. I I, I die every time, man. He's just his energy's on point. His uh, his ad lib skills, like I love, I love being able to just go off cuff, yeah. you know, and leave it and come back, intertwine. I yeah. love calling back shit that you just made up on the cuff. And, oh my god! And, and then putting it inside of a a, a bit. Like I love seeing the whole spectrum of comedy like i love i love a storyteller too so like if you can give me a story and let me know who the fuck you are yeah and and deliver it the same way i would deliver a shit joke you know what i mean the worst joke you can think a shit joke but then but have the same delivery the same setups and everything as if i'm telling my son's first day of school you know what I mean, and 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 tell it in joke form, but it's a story. Like, man, that that's 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 my everything. Where's and she, I, and she I, from? I was so inspired by like when I was a kid. You know, in the eighties, like I I always watched like uh, you know, the storytellers. I loved, you know, I loved like Brian Regan when he would you know tell his stories, like yeah. you know the baseball story. God. You know, uh, you know, uh, or or Eddie Murphy about Uncle Gus and Aunt Bunny. You know, Richard Pryor. You know what I mean, like. Dude. Just the storytellers, man. Dennis Wolfberg was my man, dude. Rest in peace. But I don't think the world got to see just how genius Dennis Wolfberg was. I know, was I know Dennis Wolfberg. He was a teacher. He was a, he was an elementary school teacher. And he'd always talk like this. Every punchline, he would make his eyes real big. And uh, but man, yeah, I know Dennis dude, Wolfberg. Yeah, bro, he was a genius, man. And I could watch him all day. Louis An- Louis Anderson. Uh, Louis Anderson was bro, so just good. him and his brother and. He, you know, he did something you do very, very well, which I, I wish I did better, is he could introduce a character very simply and then bring that character to life repeatedly in just moments. Yeah. Like just a, it's so good. I don't do it, or at least I'm not cognizant. I, I'm not, I, I can't do it as well. I, I don't know what it is, the right thing to say about that, but like his his dad always, or his mom always getting, Louis Anderson had a, jo- a joke about his mom always looking for a deal. Yeah. Uh, oh, that get that toaster. Yeah. It's uh, it's 25 cents. He goes, 
it's broken. And she goes, the cords were 25 cents. He's like, oh, next time I'm short a dollar, I'll, I'll just throw up four toaster cords. <laughs> like, and it just, and then, oh, wait, there's a shoe. Like, it was yeah. so brilliant. And it, was, it wasn't it was dirty. It was just yeah. simple. It was simple. I love when you hear things. I'll tell you what, I mean, I like, I love my my favorite thing you've ever done uh, out of a lot of things. I love the way you, you opened your not your last special, but the special before that, I think. Um, I think it was the one in Hawaii, Hawaii, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I love how you opened that about the different Asian. Yeah. But can I tell you what I loved about it? Yeah. Is that, and I'm, I'm meaning this as a compliment, I think that would be something in the middle of your set and you opened with it. Yeah, man. And I fucking, it was very, it was very uh, uh, convocational, meaning yeah. I felt like it brought people together. Yes, it did. And I, I'm so happy you're saying that, it man. Made, it made me feel like, because I witness it too. Yeah. And you were you you're saying it with allowed to say it coming from a different race, but it yeah. was like it was very like also yes. experienced, man. Yeah. Oh, so you, you know, I, yeah. I I take on, and here's the thing: I'm half Asian. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm half white. But, you know, I was raised by my mom. You know what I mean? My mom and dad divorced when I was 10. So all I know is my Filipino side. My nickname, Jokoy, is my Ati Evelyn. She used to call me Joko all the time. Yeah. So that's where the nickname came from. My real name's Joseph Herbert. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I grew up in the 70s and 80s. So I experienced all that bullshit, bro. Yeah. I experienced the racism. I experienced the, like, pull the eyes back and that's all Asians. You know what I mean? That A little kid <laughs> did that to my mom, man. And that was the most... Like, like to this day, I still remember how my mom reacted. You know what I mean? So it was very important for me to do that joke. Like, like if you listen to it, like, you got to really listen to the joke. It's like, I'm not making fun of, I'm celebrating. Yeah. And I'm making them proud. You know what I mean? And like, I, I clearly say it. It's like, only if they have accents. If they don't have accents, you can't tell us apart. So keep <laughs> your fucking compliments to yourself. You know what I mean? But for fun, here you go. Yeah. Here's a little palette. Yeah. Of uh, of 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 uh, uh, ways you can tell us apart, and it's so funny because it's like the the response that I got was just so massive, man. Like it was huge. Like like Vietnamese people were going crazy. Well, my like, Viet our best friends are, our best friends are Vietnamese. Yeah, and they fucking well Vietnamese and Chinese. She was a I wish she was just Vietnamese. Yeah, she's a Chinese. Yeah, you know immigrant. I don't want to hear the compliment anymore. <laughs> no, 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 but tell me from the <laughs> give she's, me her other half. She's she's ch a Chinese immigrant from Vietnam. Yeah. So every time I try to say because she grew up in Vietnam. Yeah. And then had to immigrate to Boston. Yeah. On a boat, so she had a real authentic. I don't want anyone to think she like just was like a dissidence child and then yeah. flew over she was a and it was from vietnam vietnam and she identifies way more with vietnam because she grew up there and she does business in vietnam but every time i say it i gotta say she's chinese yeah yeah and but she yeah but they live like she eats Viet, like when you go to their house they have vietnamese food yeah i was gonna say vietnam bomb shit <laughs> but i i well, one thing i love though is the response and it was almost like you know we always have to put this in perspective. And I hate doing this with you because I always do it with you, right? I always yeah. have to go through like these, you know, these facts and what we go through. And it's a struggle, Bert. And it's like, but you know, you if you really look on the outside, man, like if you look at the majority of who's, you know, populating, yeah. you know, where we live, it's like, you know, for you, it's it's a little different. You get to talk to a broader idea. You know, you get yeah. you got seventy percent of the population, bro. It's you. It's yeah. you know, and 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 then when you break it down to like might like break it down 
you know, instead of putting us in groups at Asian, when you break it down to each Asian, you know what I mean? And you just generalize this all in one group. Like it's not only offensive, but it sucks. You don't feel seen. You don't have an identity. Right. And yeah. like, here we are living in this country. I'm Filipino. My mom's Filipino. She has an accent, but like, but the minute you do an accent, it's like, oh, here he goes with the accent. It's like, I'm not doing that. I'm doing that because I'm doing the best impersonation of my American mother who's Filipino, yeah. who lives here, and you know her. And unfortunately, when you watch TV, you don't get to see her. No. They, 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 you know what I mean? How many Filipinos are nurses? You watch a, a show on a hospital, not one fucking Filipino on TV. That is so just imagine how yeah, my Chicago mom feels. Hope doesn't have any fucking. Well, no, general fucking hospital. Any <laughs> goddamn hospital. Gray's Anatomy. It should be called Filipino Anatomy. Like, you know how many Filipinos in a in a hospital? Like it's, uh, Yes, I you know do. How many Filipinos? No, no, no. Yes, I do. Yeah. I know that specifically yes. because every time I go into the fucking cardiologist, they're like, do you still know Joe Coy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but like, like even in my family, I have so many nurses, you know what I mean? Like I have a, my, an aunt that lives in Bakersfield. She has seven nursing homes and just employs all these Filipino nurses. It's like, you know, they want to be a, you know, they want to have an identity. They want to feel yeah. recognized. And it's yeah. like, when I do that bit about my mom, which is a, a compliment to my mom. I'm no way making fun of her. She's yeah. a fucking badass. You know what yeah. I mean? And you get a sense of pride and you feel that you have a sense of like identity. You know what I mean? And I, that's dude, what it's all about. And the, like with the Vietnamese and the Koreans and the Japanese, they all just DM after DM like, yo, thank you, bro. Like fucking thank you. Like it's the best way to get that out there without it was, being offended. It was uh, like I, I watch... It, it, what I also love though is it's so conversational. I've seen people, look, we've done, done this long enough that we know all the tricks. Yeah. That was so in the moment, it felt, it didn't feel like it was prepared for the special. Yeah. Like it felt, and, and I can tell usually, but even me, I'm on my thing going, hold on. Yeah. Like was this, because he's in Hawaii, was this something he was doing on the road yeah. and what an interesting place to do it in Hawaii where it is such a fucking melting pot. Yeah. Yet there is so much like, you know, Hawaii is a place that does have a weird, uh, proprietary xenophobia, but it was such a, and I was like, this is, which made it dangerous, but fun. And yeah. like, I, I loved it. And I was like, it was crazy. Cause they wanted me to cut all the Hawaii stuff out. Oh, I love that. And, 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 and I will tell you, I am not a fan yeah. of anything. Like even Gillis especially opens up. He's like, yeah, we're in Virginia. And I was like, in my head, I go, don't go too long on this. Yeah. But then with Shane, it, it, same with you. Yeah. It didn't register. My it. whole argument with, with Hawaii is one, you got to show love. Dude, you, you shot it in Hawaii. That's a different place yeah. than fucking Omaha. That's where I shot mine. Yeah. I'm not going to spend fucking 15 minutes on Omaha. Exactly. And <laughs> then, and two, it's like, it is like the visiting that that is the vacation for the world. Yeah. Like anywhere in the world, you, the first thing you're going to be like, man, I hope I can get to Hawaii. And it's like, let me just showcase and, and, and point out some things that I I've witnessed and let's just give them some love. You know what I mean? Let's give Hawaii some love. They gave me so much love, dude. Let's talk about but the two jokes that I made up on the cuff. I yeah. just want to throw that out there. When I walked out there, I made the fucking the Toyota one. When I walked out that shit, <laughs> I, can't, I, yo, I, can't I walked fucking... out. I walked out saying, I'm going to say, I don't know how I'm going to say it, but I got to talk about the reason why my parking lot looks like a fucking Toyota <laughs> parking lot right now. And I, and I went out there and did that. Me bending down and pointing at the camera. And that was all spontaneously off the cuff. How, what, uh, Hawaii is my favorite place on the planet. Yeah. It's my favorite place on the planet. And I know that you're there. You're there like four times a year, I think. Yes. 
Well, let's celebrate Hawaii for a second. Yes. Because I, I love everything about it. I, there's, I feel like it's a place that was set up for you to go, hey, man, I'm coming here, but not for too long. Because it's almost like great one a one night stand. Yeah, like it's like you get in, you get out. Yeah, and then they're like, "Don't call tomorrow, but hit me up with next time." Like yeah. you know, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love. I it. love Hawaii. When man. was the first time you went to Hawaii? Hawaii was uh, my first show. Was the Laugh Factory? No, was that your first time going to Hawaii? First time ever. Yeah. Really? Yeah, first time ever, and opening for Mario Joyner. Fucking yeah, gangster. which was just like I, I was so in awe, like. I'm opening for Mario Joyner. You know what I mean? Like, this is nuts. And, like, being a comedy geek, I knew what he did. Like, I knew his body of work. Yeah. You know, not just, like, the stuff that he he was known for, but just, like, I knew that he was a writer. I knew that he was messing with Jerry Seinfeld and blah, blah, blah. He's one of Seinfeld's best friends. Yeah. He's all over the movie comedian. Yeah. Strong beard. Yeah. He's just, and he's just dope. Yeah. And uh, and to open for him was just, like, that, that was just incredible. Like, yeah. that's when I knew I made it. Where Even did you stay? Where, where was that show? Was that it in was Waikiki? In the Queen, I can't remember, but I think the Queen Kapolani, I think. Yeah. Don't quote me on it, but I think that's where it was. And it was just outside. It was it, it was a horrible venue. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I'm just gonna, I was going to try and make it sound nice. It was fucking awful, man. <laughs> it was outside. It, it looked like, it, like once they got rid of the Laugh Factory logo, it was going to be a luau. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was that. You know what I mean? Like, they still have the luau stuff on stage, but, hey, yeah. it's comedy night. Let's throw a laugh factory behind them. And that's what it was like. And and that was, like, my first time going to Hawaii and falling in love with it. It was a long road, though, bro. It, it took a while before I can do what I'm doing now. How what? How many times do you think you've been to Hawaii in your life? I go every year, and I fly all, my, I fly all the kids. I fly 14 deep always. Really? Always. I spend so much money on these kids. Yeah, what's what's your yeah? What's that? You got your your sister's kids. Yeah, my sister, uh, all the kids, all my nieces and nephews, my aunts, my cousins, whoever has kids, I fly out. Really, my whole goal is to make sure that they didn't have a fucked up life that I had. Yeah. Like you know, when my mom and dad divorced, it was like, don't talk to your father's family. Uh, fuck oh, that. really? Fuck that. Christmas stay here. He's a blah blah blah. You know, they always fought about money, and it's like, so I don't, I don't know my. I love my dad's side. I love my dad so much. You know what I mean? But we don't have like that tight bond that that you know my son and I have. You know, and I and when Angie and I divorced, like that was the first thing I said. We're not doing what my mom and dad did. Like I'm gonna be your best friend, and and we're gonna we're gonna be like she lives. I bought her a house in front of my house. Yeah, like she literally. FaceTime. I was in a meeting before this one. She FaceTime me. She's like, I got your wallet. You know I mean? I'm like, well, can you put it in my guest? Yeah, I'll, I'll put it in your guest. Like, it's she crazy. lived with you during the pandemic. Yeah. I thought and that it was, was great. great. It's fucking amazing. Like, anyone can do it, dude. Like, it's yeah. not hard. Like, you have kids. Like, you you are literally going to be together till you die. Yeah. So make it work. I Who wish Leanne would let me divorce her and start You're fucking so other I knew, I knew you were like, going to do this. It would be so cool if Leanne yeah. could just... Can I introduce Angie to Leanne? Yeah. And just <laughs> yeah. let Leanne... Let just me, see how cool it is. Yeah, and bring You're back so young stupid. chicks. You're I'll so let Leanne dumb. live in front of I'm me. I'm not going to support I'll this. I'll put Leanne in a... I'm not going to support this a, at all. In a Hooverville house in front of our house. You're so fucked up. <laughs> She's in a small, tiny, like... Just a little home that says her name on top of the door. There's a video I posted of Leanne... Uh, By the way, I, she's the coolest fucking woman I've, yeah, she, I've ever met. I don't know if you guys know this, but Leanne, if you think Bert, <laughs> if you think Bert parties, 
don't don't let Leanne fool you because we went to the Tiffany Haddish fundraiser. Oh, and holy fuck. fuck, Leanne was like, "Are they gonna fucking start playing music or what?" Because I got a chair <laughs> that I need to stand on and shake my tits to. She got fucking loose that. Oh, night. it was great. It was a fun fucking night. Oh, it was amazing. Can you believe that I was? I went to I went to dinner with Tiffany like like last week, and the first thing we talked about was just you and I. She she was like, oh, you and Bert, God damn it, that was amazing. it was you really, it was you, it was you, it was I was, I I don't mind like, I'll 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 set the scene and you can tell the story. It was a fundraiser, yeah. And so I love there's I once I got money, the one thing I love more than anything is throwing money around at a fundraiser like it's fun and i do it like the girls school every time they do those auctions i fucking bro i love going hard i love i shut down every school fundraiser man my son every year their class won the pizza party and they all fucking knew it yeah and and you know what i would do i'm sorry to jump on your no no please but but uh this is what i would do and it was so fucking funny all i would let the classes just raise as much as they can yeah until the last day I swear to God, it'd be like, all right, Mrs. Mrs. Sanderson's class is at eleven thousand five hundred. Looks like they're getting the pizza party. Here comes Joe Coy with a fifteen thousand dollar donation. It's like, fuck, fuck you, Joe Coy. And I would do it. Heather McDonald, her son was in yeah. same same age and same school, and she said it all the time. She's like, fucking Joe Coy. I would get so much money, and then here comes Joe Coy last minute, just fucking buy all the goddamn tickets. But it was fun. It yeah. was going, and they they loved it. Like, oh, yeah. I, I have. I I mean, I I'm sure I've told this before, but I uh, I sent four nuns to Cabo because there was <laughs> that's amazing. They were like, Sister Donna was like, I was, I get really out of hand at these uh, auctions. Yeah, like I just get fucking loose. Yeah, and I got the money to throw around, and it's not a ton of money. It's I mean, it's a lot of money for everyone else, but like, it's not. It's not. Look, we already have the money. Fucking yeah. might as well give it to fucking charity, right? Yes. So, Sister Such Donna, a cool flex, what you did right there, Sister Donna said. Let's really appreciate the flex, though. What? You know what I mean? Just uh, with your words and how subtle yeah. you said it. But you know, there's people listening to go, "Fuck you, Bert." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Money's going yeah, to. It's a good not, place. I mean, it's not a lot of money, but it's enough to like you know we send four nuns yeah. to Cabo, man. All Sister Donna pay. this year said, "I want to sit next to you because I want to see how this happens." Yeah, and so I'm like. I'm like, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to splash her. I'm going to razzle dazzle her. Yeah, yeah. So they go, Cabo. I want to say it's like $7,500 trip to Cabo, $5,000 trip to Cabo. Yeah. And you get to see the the ballers, the the dads who are like ballers. Yeah. Guys like, I got $3,500. And I'm like, I'm fucking way, I'm way getting this guy. Yeah. I always text my my business manager, trip everything before. Give me a price point on it. Yeah. I don't, by the way. I do. I do. Give me a price point. Awful. So I surprised them the next day. He said, he said 7,500 is the trip to Cabo. That's what it's worth. Yeah. So the guys hit 5,000, 5,200. And I'm like, all right, I already got him. Yeah. I lean over, I go, Sister Donna, you ever been to Cabo? She goes, no. And I said, I'm sending the sisters to Cabo 7,500 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, what? Sister Donna's like, I took a vow of poverty. That's like, so funny. And so we, we sent Sister Donna and four nuns oh. to Cabo. And then she was like, you know, we don't really have any money for like the drinks or anything. Oh, I was like, so here's funny. an extra cash. Yeah, yeah, here but you like, go. I love, I love, I did it. I've talked about it in the special. I did it with the snow machine. I do it with ra- any raffle. Yeah. I love buying all the raffle tickets. There's one you can find online of me at the special Olympics raffle, which is a 50, 50 raffle. And I just bought half the tickets. That's so dope. And I was like, and 
But uh, I love that, Bert. I, lo- but, I love well, doing it. To go back to the story. And I love that you're not public because I never tell anybody what I do. And it's I, just... I, I'm so bad. I put my name, and I guess you're not supposed to. Yeah. When I do GoFundMes for like Maui, yeah. Yeah. I put my I leave my name on there. <laughs> yeah, All the families great. know it's Bert Kreischer. And yeah, I, yeah. I'm sure they're like, that can't. I realized today, because I, I said it on Two Bears, I go, yeah, none of them like hit me up. Like on DMs, like like yeah. yo, Bert, thanks for a thousand bucks or you know whatever. Yeah, and then I was like, I bet all of them think it's not me. Yeah, I didn't realize that like that is a weird thing for a dude to get drunk and start giving out like thousand dollars to a bunch of families. Yeah, like I guess they wouldn't think. So wait, to go back to this, we're at Tiffany's thing, and I tell you, I go up to your group of people, your yeah. son, your family, and I said, just give you a heads up, I get pretty loose at these things. Yeah, so get ready. Because if you go in on something, I'm going at you. And what did I say to you? And you said, right back at you. <laughs> and so we're like, great. So we're in. I love Tiffany. But like the first item's like a picture she painted. Yeah. And both me and you are like hard pass. Yeah, yeah. Hard pass. <laughs> Jimmy Max... Kimmel eats it for 15 grand. Yeah, like, yeah, good yeah. Good call, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. Good call, Jimmy. <laughs> Hang that up. Yeah, yeah. Good call. Yeah. Next yeah, one yeah. is like and then, another painting. And we're like, what the what? fuck are we bidding on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then and then she had a series of bags, and her goal was a thousand dollars a bag. Can everyone buy a thousand dollars bag? And literally, it was going so slow. She said, it "She was goes, like first bag. Do I hear a thousand dollars?" And not everyone really understood what the thing was. Yeah, and then I watch you over to the left do the math, and you're like, "I'm like, this like, is gonna be." We're going to sell 50 fucking bags right now for $1,000. We're going to be here all night. I'm not doing this. And you just get up and you walk over. I grab her microphone. And you go, hey. I'm buying the bags. You go, I'm going to buy the bags. And you go, and she goes, you're buying all 50? And you go, no, I'll buy 25 bags (laughs) if Bert buys 25 bags. Hold on. Can I just explain the the reaction, you guys? I go, and Bert's going to buy the other 25. And then Bert looks up because Bert had it on. He had his phone and he's recording. And you see Bert recording and then go like this. Huh? Yeah. I'm going to what? <laughs> and then first, like, fuck it. I'll buy it. And then walks right out. I go up. I go. I go. Yeah. And everyone's like, wow, we just sold 50 grand worth of bags. I go, you well, think to that's two guys. That, two that, guys. Yeah, yeah, two yeah. guys. I go, you think that's big. I go, I bet Jimmy Kimmel will buy $25,000 worth of bags. Oh, so good. And you can just see him shake his head. He's already sitting on 10 grand worth, yep. 15 grand worth of paintings. Yep. And he's like, I'll buy 25 grand. <laughs> and then so I we just so, kept going. And then I think knew I a, called another guy up yeah, and we he, made him donate. He donated 75 grand yep. worth of bags and we're like, shut. The, and now Tiffany's like, we don't even have that many bags. Tiffany's <laughs> like, let's just twerk. <laughs> yeah. Snoop Dogg, everybody. Snoop Dogg, everybody. We made it. Yeah. But my favorite thing is like, Bert and I made $125,000 for this foundation, yeah. which is a beautiful foundation. Tiffany's amazing. And uh, she's given back to the, I think it's foster kids, right? Well, it's, it's, I have to say this only because we're shitting, we're jokingly shitting on it, but we're not shitting on it. But um, Tiffany was a foster child and she yes. moved from house to house with, yep. with trash bags. And yep. she said it wasn't until she got her first bag, like an actual suitcase that she felt uh, like she had a home. Oh. So what she does is she takes $1,000. With that $1,000, you get a bag. You get it filled with all the stuff you need to move from house to house. But yeah. it, it also takes care of the, the kid. It's a, it's an investment in the child. When the money goes to other places yeah. to help the kid. And it, But it was but ultimately, you're buying a bag for them. Yes. Was, you know? And so, yeah, me and you. It was great, man. It was great. I, and we had by a the way, fun, that video, great night. How, did, how, does it, how is it that... 
Emma Roberts gets lit up for walking past Bill Clinton and go out of my way or whatever, and that goes viral. And then me and you dropped fucking fifty grand on bags, and no one fucking posts <laughs> it. Not a goddamn Not word. one fucking person records that. Can Not I, one you know, fucking person. Now that we're talking about this, Bert, um, I just want to throw I want to throw something out there. Okay, yeah. Like we we make we're good. We're very successful, right? Yeah. And and we give a lot. Yeah. Like I give. A lot, you guys. Like, I'm not going to show you the list of what I give. I'm not going to show you how many kids I sent to college and still sending to college. I give less. How many I schools I built to cr- in the Philippines. Yeah. I'm not going to. I don't need to. Yeah. Even though I just did. <laughs> but uh, I don't give that but, much. But but <laughs> I'm just saying, like, why is it that with our money, we are so giving and, and we're it's easy for us to give. And then you see uh, uh, something, and I, and I hate to bring it down, but it's it's kind of upsetting me when you see because I'm in the process of raising money for Lahaina. I already did I did something for Guam, and I, I'm still sending money to Guam. But now I'm trying to do this thing for Lahaina, and uh, and the the travesty that these people went through. And the one thing that gets me, it's not a lot. It is a lot, but it's not that many. If you put it in perspective, like it's not going to cost that much to rebuild, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be a lot. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, bro, it only takes a couple of billionaires to just pay the whole goddamn thing off. Yo, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It literally, co- it's like, give me a Jeff Bezos and Oprah and a couple other, and they can literally just write the shit off and help these families and and not even worry about the goddamn money because they're going to be, they, they can't even spend it. the money. They they're not going to miss it. it. And my whole thing is, it's like, why is it like we're so easily, like it's easy for us to just be like, oh my God, yeah, here you go. But for them, it's like this whole thing where it's like, hey, you guys, you know, send your money to like, why do you want us to send our money? Why are you asking people that are struggling right now, living from paycheck to paycheck to donate a couple dollars when you have all the money? Like, I don't want to sound like that guy, but it's just like it's it's kind of hurt my feelings, man. It's like I don't want to see you on TV saying, hey, can you guys donate when it's like. Just build the goddamn restaurant. Yeah, what, just, how much, just what's put it Oprah's back together. What's worth? it going to cost? A billion? I don't know, man. O- like, Oprah's got to be worth Jeff a billion. What is Jeff Bezos? Like the amount of money he spent just to fly to 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 outer space for like five seconds is like you could have built like three she's restaurants worth, for free. She's worth two point five billion dollars, and she did ask us to donate to us. It's like like I know, and when you hear the number two, you think that's not that much, but you don't know what billion means. You know what I mean? Yeah. Two million you can make. Like two billion you can never make. You can't. No one's doing that. You can't make it in your lifetime, man. You're not going to make two billion. You're not going to make it in your (laughs) life. You're not going to spend two billion in your lifetime. If you are listening to me and Joe Coy today, yes. If that's how you're spending your intellectual time, yes. You will never make two billion. You will never make two billion. Just really sit down and do the math and figure out how many millions it takes to make a billion, and you'll be like, "There's no way you can spend that. There's no way." I don't. I'm not. I'm. I. But I know for a fact you can literally just. Rebuild. Meanwhile, Oprah, who owns more than two thousand acres of land in Hawaii, yeah, is worth. She, that's crazy. It's just crazy. Like it's just. Wait, wait, wait. They're they're. I don't want to bring the Rock into this. I love the Rock. Oprah and the Rock donation to Maui is around point five percent of their net worth. Look, I'm not. Look, I'm not trying to. It's just. It's weird to me. His. Read that. That would be for an American with a net worth of one hundred fifty thousand. 
That would be that like them giving twenty seven hundred dollars. Yeah. Wow. Twenty seven hundred dollars. Hold on, hold on. I wonder. Well, do, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, it's not like I'm. I'm trying to wrap my head around it, and I'm just like, did you just ask? Like broke people to throw a dollar towards Lahaina, like literally, you got this. You can make she really these these mom and pop stores are tiny, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like all they need is just like, just like it's not even. I don't know, man. My favorite, like I, my heart is with Hawaii. You know how I am, man. Yeah. Uh, the people on that island are are beautiful, and the last last thing I want to see is them lose something that they've had for so long. You know what I mean? Because they can't get help. You know, what are they? They got what? $700 the other day. You know what I mean? God. So look, I'm going to do my part. Yes, I am going to send, but I, I didn't need, you know, a billionaire to tell me to do it, but I didn't have, uh, I didn't, I don't trust the, pl I don't trust the places. Yeah. Me too. So, like I just did. I, I look for specifics too. I just did GoFundMes and I, anyone I saw that, and it would be like, anything that came up in my feed yeah. of like people shared like yo my friends in Hawaii yeah. I gave to those and now I wish I had I said Burt Kreischer for real it's Burt Kreischer for real hit me up in, yeah that's so Instagram. funny and I am Burt Kreischer and I am Burt Kreischer yeah. ask my wife ask my end. wife and yeah, then yeah. I'll tag my wife and yeah. then, um, I should have tagged my wife and then you should go do you guys want a bag <laughs> <laughs> I have 25 it's, it's ready to go right now that's like them giving Okay, but but I wonder. Do you if, understand the math though? It's like it's crazy. Like a hundred thousand. If you if you are worth a hundred thousand dollars, it's equivalent to giving twenty seven hundred dollars. Can you see what point five percent of two point five billion is? I bet it's like twenty five million. It's got to be right. I can't do the math. No, that doesn't sound right at all. It's like two. It's got to be more. It's uh twelve million dollars. No, I'm about it math it's a 1.2 million dollars no 125 million 125 million they gave 125 million no that's that's what that's what it's equivalent to correct oh so 2700 to 100,000 is 125 million to 2.5 billion is that what you're saying but if they gave 125 million i think we're good bro it's done it's yeah. done. Like, have you seen the Lahaina shops? Like, literally, bro. They're like yeah. huts and but like yeah, I, I, I fit one of my favorite shaved ice places. Tell me about it. Yeah. It's all gone, man. Yeah, like, I that's know. a family-owned business that's been there forever. And it's like, bro, you can you can there should be that. tax exemptions for that. So that like there should be, I don't know, I'm sure there is, but like the government should be like, yo, yo, if you want to just rebuild that and give money, you can just do that. Yeah. And then we won't take any of that and just yeah. make sure those families get back up and running. Yeah. My whole goal is I don't want them to, any of them to lose their land and property. Like that's that, the, that's, that's that the belongs to the part. people. That belongs to the people. They deserve and you know, they, they, that's theirs. And, and like, we need to like help them preserve that. The Oprah Last owns thing I want to see is Disneyland there. Yeah. I don't want to see a Disney hotel. I don't want to see anything in Lahaina. Oh, I don't fuck. See, I didn't realize that's, that could happen. Yeah. I don't want to see a Denny's. I don't want to see a fucking IHOP. Like, like we got to preserve that island, man. Especially Lahaina. Like it's it's beautiful. And like, Although I bet Denny's could fuck up a locomoco. They would fuck it up, bro. I bet the, a Denny's locomoco would be up, bro. Oh, with bacon. Like they would cram bacon inside the pad. God damn it! I'm fucking hungry now. Yeah, I've been on a diet. I'm I didn't mean to take starving. it there, but I was just like, no, no. You know what I, I mean, like just I getting awareness out there. I saw The Rock and Oprah. I reached out to a bunch of people, a bunch of Hawaiian people, saying it's like, is there anything I can do? Yeah. Is there something I can do? I don't use my platform. I'm 
I mean, I don't know. I reached out to everyone yeah. that was whining. Bro, no, by no the way, that's just up. the public billionaires. I'm, I'm talking about like the deep, deep billionaires. You know what I mean? Like, I bet the Kardashians are good for a couple banging no, but trees. Those are the famous ones. Let's talk about the ones that like, that like, you got don't it. Know of. That you, you don't gotta, know. You of. gotta like, protect yo. yourselves between from uh, the Chinese and the fucking Middle East because they're gonna come up and sweep up. They're gonna they're gonna Swoop. buy everything in Hawaii. Swoop. It'll be gone. Ah uh, man, no, but like you know. Anyway, we can we can take care of that. Did you ever hear about Tim Tebow cutting kids' dicks in the Philippines? You are you better not do this. When I was a kid, my mom called me Five Pocket Pete. This is a true story because I used to love cramming stuff in my pockets. I still do. If you look at my pockets, I have so much stuff. But this is made so much easier by Groove Life. This wallet is freaking awesome, and this podcast is sponsored by Groove Life. It's 2023. Are you still using the same wallet from 2003? Now is your time to update your wallet game with Groove Life. The Groove Life wallet is a sleek, low-profile wallet engineered for everyday use. One simple thumb motion, and it perfectly fans out up to six cards for easy access to find everything you need. It's durable. It's lightweight. It's aluminum. It's got an aluminum outer shell. The wallet is unlike any wallet I've seen, and... Whatever happens to your Groove Life gear, they're here to help. With Groove Life's 94-year no BS warranty, the Groove Life wallet is the last wallet you'll ever need. Plus, they just launched a new attachment, the Groove Wallet Go, a perfect low-profile companion for your Groove Wallet or iPhone 12, 13, or 14 that uses innovative micro-suction technology to give you the ability to add another three cards plus cash. That's this little right there. The wallet is so slim, you can fit it in your front pocket. You barely know it's there. Dude, I had this. I loved this. Then I got a new phone, and Leanne threw this on the back of my wallet. I swear to God, I I'm being serious. I was like, I will not be that guy. The guy that has the wallet on the back, I love this more than anything. I never forget a credit card. I never forget my ID. More importantly, I'm so apt to slide it back in. When you, it's it's one thing, your phone, and it's got everything in here. And here's the really great part is anytime you're like going to buy sneakers or something online and you go, oh, they need a credit card. All your credit cards are right there. It is time to bring your wallet game into the 21st century. Head to groovelife.com slash Bert for 20% off all Groove Life products. That's the best offer you'll find but you have to use my link, groovelife.com slash Bert for 20% off your order one last time. That's groovelife.com slash Bert for 20% off your order. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever find that just as you're trying to fall asleep, your brain suddenly won't stop talking to you? You're sitting up having racing thoughts right before bed, right before bed, moments before you go to sleep, thinking about Living in the present, that's what I was doing last night. I was laying in bed thinking about, am I living in the future or am I living in the present? Anxiety is in the future. The present is great. If you live in the past, they call that depression. And then here I am anticipating the future and freaking out about it. Turns out one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk them through. Therapy gives you a great place to do that. So you can get out of this negative thought cycle and find some mental and possibly even emotional peace. I literally wrote down, I need to talk to my therapist about this. I do online therapy. It's the best in my opinion. I can't imagine doing anything else. So does Leanne. Leanne does online therapy. Uh, it's just so nice. It fits your schedule so nice. If you're thinking about starting therapy, 
Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Burt today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Burt. Did you ever hear about Tim Tebow cutting kids' dicks in the Philippines? You are... You better not do this. Have you heard of it? Do not do this. Have you heard of it? Stop it. Julian Edelman just told me about this. Come on, man. Have you heard about it? Don't do this. Wait, this is a very of... touchy, touchy subject. Wait, One, serious? because I'm Filipino. Wait, have you and heard about two, it? Don't do this because I like Tim Tebow. I love Tim Tebow. Because he does a lot of work in the Philippines. His, his parents were uh, missionaries and they and they worked in the Philippines. Oh. And now you're saying that fucking Tim went over there and cut a bunch of dicks off? Circumcised. He circumcised Oh, he children. circumcised. Okay, that's completely different. You're, you're, you're making it sound like there's a whole population of Filipino kids with just balls. Type in And Tim Tim's Tebow. just got a whole collection of dicks at his house. Julian Edelman told me, no, he keeps the foreskins on his neck. He wears it around his neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like little calamari, like a calamari <laughs> necklace. Julian Edelman was like, have you heard? He was like, has he played on the Tim team with Tim Tebow? Tim was dope, bro. I fucking am so bummed that he did not stay in the pros. I, I don't understand why he him. was forced out. They, they never gave him a shot. Fucking cunts, bro. Denver, he was the shit. I thought he was. I thought he was Say better it. than. Say I it. thought he was better than anyone else they had playing. You're damn for right, team. I they got Tim rid of Tebow. him, but no one knew why. Man, he Just, was killing. He saved Denver. Did you know? Remember how bad Denver was doing? Then Tim came on, and yeah. it was the most exciting shit. It was kind of like when Jeremy Lin went to New York when they were all they were just shit. Yeah. When when Stoudemire was gone and and Anthony was out and then all of a sudden here comes this kid and he was just saving the game. Tim Tebow. And then they got rid of him. Tim Tebow has Filipino citizenship. Yeah. Did you know that? Yes. Ten That's why I told you to slow down and pump the brakes. Ten with the things. Dick nine things you didn't know about Tim Tebow. Let's go. All right. I'm gonna read them. You tell me which one's fake. Okay. <laughs> well, well, the dick chopping. For nine sure. things you didn't. Uh. Well, the number one is. He helps perform circumcision. Son of a bitch. <laughs> That's, the number That's number one. nine or number one? That's number one. What the fuck, Tim? Yep, you read it right. Circumcisions. Uh, yeah, that's in bold print, too. Baby that's, boys. He yeah. specializes in baby, baby boys. boys Tim. Shortly after birth, Tim grabs them out of their huts, and he takes them into a field where just he and them do a medical mission. Yo, to cut Tim, the what the fuck? Like what? What? What makes you want to do that? So okay, go keep going, keep going. View all. Man, this is all. He gave his sister a sister a double hernia. I met his sister. Okay, what is with all fuck. the goddamn his I met his sexual sister. parts just being pummeled by this guy? I met his sister in Atlanta. She is fucking hot. Really? Very hot. What's her name? Uh, it's uh, Reba. Tebow. Reba Tebow. Re- no I'm kidding. You fucking <laughs> asshole. I don't remember her name. She's friends with my buddy. So keep she got going. a hernia. Uh yeah. I don't even want to go into detail. Oh, it just... says she was holding down a child for circumcision and Tim. No, I'm kidding. Stop Tim it. Just it was a heavy kid. He is the number one religion author of 2011. Okay, I got that. Dude, I watched Kirk Cameron's TV show. Uh-huh. Uh it's called like Resetting with Kirk Cameron, where yeah. he interviews just religious people. Yeah. It's not a bad podcast. Like, oh, really? Like I I watched it and it's just it, like if you're into that shit. Yeah. It's like the Joe Rogan of fucking Christianity. Really? It's good. Like, he brings on experts. and You know, it's, it's like... But Kirk Cameron was such a good your mom, child actor. Your, amazing. Amazing, bro. Him and uh, Jason Bateman, man. Like, hands down, still, by, I think, by far, 
the best child actors of all time. Do you know, do you remember that TV show? Remember Boner in that TV show? Boner, yes. Did you know Boner was in Growing Pains, right? Yeah, he was in Growing Pains. Yes. That's Jimmy Pardo's brother-in-law. I did not know that. Jimmy Pardo's brother-in-law was Boner. And by the way, I think he's dead. I think the story didn't end well. Oh, he did? He died? I think so. I think it was like suicide or something. Um, (sighs) He only follows one woman on Twitter. That's his wife. Hey, do you think? Do you think Tim Tebow gave him a, a circumcision? The who boner? boner. No, no. Okay. <laughs> he's not it's, Filipino, it's he dude. He, the guy's got a thing. He knows yeah, his yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? If man? you ever meet Tim Tebow, you got to be like, hey man, come in the bathroom. I want to show you yeah, something. Let me show you my dick real quick. What can you do with what this? Are you, are you circumcised? Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm circumcised. Yeah. Well, yeah, How about me you? Too. Oh, of course, I'm not an animal. Prove it. Let's go. <laughs> It's so small you wouldn't be able to tell. You'd be like, are you sure that's circumcised? <laughs> He's America's most wanted neighbor. I'd love to be friends with Tim Tebow. I would love. Dude, I've been watching the documentary on Netflix. and you, uh, The Gators, uh, The Swamp. It's great, right? Not only is it great, but you were just like, yo, this dude's the shit. He was the shit. He was the shit. Everyone's killing people and getting fucked up on cocaine. 41 and he's people like praying on that team got and, arrested. Yes. 41 people. One became a, mir- a murderer. Dude. I am still shocked that Aaron Aaron Hernandez killed somebody. It's like I insane. still to this day go, shut the fuck but up. But it wasn't that he was he was either hiding something and burying it really deep. He had some he had some demons, um, or those concussions are real and it, and it affects people a certain way. And I, I think he he went to crazy real fast. I know a couple because uh, he was a badass. A couple dudes with the, a lot of concussions that you can tell they just they're a little off. Yeah, yeah, man. And you're like. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So funny. I've told you that story five times. I didn't want to. I didn't want to say anything, but I. I have a friend. I, I'm not going to say what his profession is. Yeah. But he's a pro, and uh, yeah, it's it's obvious. It, it's one too many to the head. One too many. I don't want to say his name because you know well, you got You got to. He's gotta a fan say, of you gotta, yours. You got to so. say who he's not because is it Manny Pacquiao? No, 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 no. That's <laughs> this hilarious. Whole, this whole time I'm going. Is it Manny? Pacquiao? No, no, no. It's not, but do you not. know Manny Pacquiao? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So, really... Do you know? Um, do you know? Uh, uh, uh hit me. Why? What? No, no. Close though. I love the fact that she says, "Do you know James Brown?" That was yeah. Yeah, he died 30 years ago. Oh, I know who it is, Bert. Let me help you. I think what you're saying is James Brown. Did you go to did you go to Jones and Third with James Brown the other day? And get there. No, what's the what's that? Hey. Gotcha. Oh, hey, no. Jane, what are you doing today? Got down by the zebra. I'm going that. to Bert's house. Hey, <laughs> it's like my impersonation, my impersonation of James Brown is just Eddie Murphy doing James Brown. I was gonna say Bruno. I love Mars. that she spit that fact out for you, yeah. Bert. Let me help you. This is why. This is why you pay me all the money. I think who you're talking about is James Brown, and the answer is yes. He does know him. <laughs> you know, they're friends on. The- they're friends on MySpace. <laughs> no, I was going to say Bruno Mars. <laughs> what? Horrible impersonation. You clearly did James Brown. I thought I, I've never seen him live, but I, I felt like it's a little. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, he's Filipino, right? Half. Half Filipino, half uh, Puerto Rican. You're going to be amazed at how many Filipinos there are 
that that were heavily uh influential just in like entertainment culture alone you know like just like type in famous filipinos but just like you know you know you go to chad hugo with the neptunes and all the music that he wrote for justin timberlake and you know i mean that's behind the scenes that you don't know you know but heavy in the scene you know you know it's interesting the philippines in general is a little bit of a melting pot of culture it's it's it was heavily influenced you know they got a lot of spanish you know, yeah, so I think that's where they get their their flavor. It's the only Filipino joke I ever had growing up in stand up was uh, anytime I met a Filipino person, I'd say they have the most American names. Yeah, and then if they didn't have an American name, it was the most Spanish name. Yeah, most Spanish names. You yeah. know, and they're they're the shit, man. Like I know it's not my that, people, not images, but, not images. But they're yeah, she loves to go to images. She yeah. loves images. She loves images. She goes, "Is this who you're talking about, Marcos?" Um. Yeah, man, and it's it, it's, it's huge it's, Spanish influences. I mean, just like in b boy culture, you know what I mean? Like it's all the, crazy. the biggest b boys were were you know Filipino. All the DJs, the DJ culture. It's like it, it's crazy. The producing side, you know what I mean? There's so many producers that produce for massive names. Bruno is one of them. Like it, it's crazy, and and it's all like behind the scenes, but they're coming to the forefront now. You know, you're finally got there's this thing where like you know they're they're Starting to get their, Lou their flowers. Lou Diamond Phillips is Filipino. Half man. Shut up! I thought yeah. he was Mexican. That's why my my movie, man. I I had to pay homage. Like I was, I told all of them, like I need Tia Carrera in this. I need Lou Diamond. Like these guys went through the fucking trenches back in the in the eighties. Tia Carrera is Filipino. Yeah. Tia Carrera is so fucking. Yeah, she's amazing. Leia Salonga. Leia Salonga is amazing. You know, I I'm producing a musical. Yeah, I heard that on Broadway. It's called Here Lies Love, and Leia. Uh, pulled off like the first like five six weeks of that musical. vanessa lachey nick lachey's wife yes vanessa what was her original name uh god Van- i don't know her last name i only know her- what i she, saw her on a plane one time again she was about to say gomez i swear to god she was about to say gomez said, i'm just spitting things out uh, but i think it's vanessa gomez or alejandro or something manny jacinto yeah man crazy apple to app from the black eyed peas you her hers half filipino and Who's look her? at her her type in her so goddamn kurt uh, so bert knows who we're talking about kurt i love how you p- press google and tom segura's face pops up her who is yeah, her man, she's amazing or should i say who is she oh she that's great <laughs> that was good <laughs> That's Gabby. She, look at her. She's amazing, man. You pro- you don't listen to her music, obviously, but I think she just broke the record with all the Grammys. She Are you like serious? Seven. Yeah. She's with YG. YG's a gangster. With the legit and legit. Okay. YG. Okay, Bert, stop. <laughs> so don't don't tell us who's a legit gangster. Well, YG is a gangster. He's yeah, awesome. But- <laughs> legit and legit. He still fucking rolls deep. I won't fuck with YG. You won't fuck with uh uh-uh, uh. I think the one true gangster that would scare the shit out of me who is snoop dogg dude i tried I to think... get you i tried to get you to hang out with him that night oh really well do you remember you... i said joe come let's go hang with snoop yeah, dogg yeah. you go no and no, i go joe, like, come on that, that's his space man like no no I'm no, good. no no but i'm, I'm good fr- I, yeah but, but I, I like stepping in spaces but i know you do but can i tell you something my first gig in hawaii uh but that wasn't a comedy show i was an yeah. mc was uh, opening for Snoop Dogg at the Blazel Arena. So where I shot my uh, live from uh, Hawaii, yeah, uh, coming in hot. That that's Blazel Arena. 
uh, 26 years ago before that special was shot, I opened for uh, maybe 26 years or 20, whatever, 23 years ago. Uh, I opened for Snoop Dogg, Ludacris, and the East Siders. And um, this Crip flew me out, right? Really? I, I, I remember his first thing. I think it was Will. But it was just straight Crip, just paying everybody in cash. He was like, yo, man, you gonna open for Snoop Dogg, right? And I was like, all right, right. He flew me on a buddy pass. It was crazy, man. And uh, and I opened for Snoop. Snoop, Ludacris, two hours late. Show was at eight. <laughs> and uh, they, sold the, they, sold, they sold the bottom bowl out, right? And... Um, <laughs> and uh Snoop and Ludacris are out. Two hours late, show started at eight. And I, I when I first walked out, I was crushing. I'm just yeah. making fun of the crowd, doing crowd work, boom. Uh he's still not here. Go back out. Crowd work, killing, boom, boom, boom. Uh, third time, crowd work, <laughs> not doing too well, but now I got shirts to throw out. So yeah. I, I I'm still I'm still saving. I'm still saving it. Four time went out, still funny, made fun of someone coming to I got it all on videotape, by the way. Really? Oh yeah. I, I record on a V V VHS tape, you guys. And uh recorded it uh and, and made fun of this this girl coming to the seat, made fun of her. And then I started noticing like, where the fuck is Snoop? Right. Now they're trying to push me out a fifth time, and I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. Like Snoop needs to get here because I can't go out there. It's it's done. They're, yeah. they're not. They they don't want to laugh anymore. They want Snoop. So I I refuse to go out. So they went and got a bunch of girls from the audience to do like like a, a booty like there wasn't twerking back then. So just come yeah. up and dance for shirts and they did that for like twenty fucking minutes, man. Mm -hmm. And then finally Snoop shows up. Right, Ludacris goes out. Snoop goes out. But I never seen such gangster shit in my life, bro. There were so many people backstage. Right, and this is the this is when he came out with uh, whatever it was. Uh, he just left death row, right? So I don't yeah. I don't know if there was a uh, a price on his head from Suge or there whatever was, the price and, and there Master was. P right, took it off, and uh, I think it was Dead Man Walking or something like that, that was the name of his uh, his album, something like that. And um, I'm telling you, bro, he had he had three security guards, right? I remember the the big white one because he's the one that stood out the most because the other two were just big. Yeah. But the white guy wasn't that big, but he looked like he could kill everybody inside the arena. You know what I mean? He just looked official. Yeah. And he stood, they both stood on either side of the stage. They kicked everybody off. Like, you couldn't even be backstage. They cleared that shit out. Finally, Snoop walks out. They had two security guards on either side, and they had another guy down at the bottom. And uh, But I crushed so hard, bro. Oh. I, I have it all on video, bro. You should post, post that. I should. I should. I have it all on video. They let me go anywhere. I was on stage with it was just me and Snoop, and I'm recording the whole fucking thing. Are you serious? Oh yeah, and the and the security, the guy loved me, man. The guy that was that was hired to protect Snoop. Yeah, he, yeah come on in. He let me walk right up, and I just record him walk up. I got it all. I should post it. You should I post have it. it. Oh, it's amazing, man. Snoop's Snoop uh, Snoop has a punctuality issue. Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's. I'll say that having worked with the man, I remember one time they tried to get me to set. When I go to set, and uh, and they're like, we're waiting on Snoop. And I go, cool. I go, hold on. Is, uh, what's he doing? And they're like, I think he he might be watching the Lakers. And I was like, That's so okay. And I was like, wait, what what quarter are we in? What are, where are we at in the game? And they're like, well, there's 12 minutes to play. And I was like, I'm going back to my trailer <laughs> till the Lakers game's over. I don't think he's going to show up before the Laker game's over. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, they're like, well. We want you to be ready for when he gets here. And I go, I think I'll have time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, I might uh, get a second set of makeup. I he I remember him him walking off set going, Laker game started. 
we're done. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, we still have stuff to shoot. And he goes, not with me. And That's he just left. And I so go, if Snoop's leaving, I'm leaving. <laughs> That's gangster. He, uh, he's, in, he's, you know, he's been in this game for so fucking yeah. long. You forget that, like, he's an OG in everything. Everything. What was the one story I heard about everything. Snoop? My, can I say one more thing? Please. The guy that wrote, a, he wrote, that was my first big article. It was in the Star Bulletin. They wrote yeah. about me. And how they said Joe Coy, blah, blah, blah. And I, it was the coolest thing because it was like my name with Snoop and all that. Snoop's two hours late. Joe Coy saved the show, blah, blah. It was such a cool article. And then 23 years later, that same guy wrote about coming in hot. Really? The blaze. Yeah, he was he's still there. Oh, that's and, crazy. And he wrote about me again, and he talked about the Snoop show and everything. Oh, it was such really... a cool like bookend to like what was going on in my career. Snoop's got that great quote about uh, someone said you were late, and he goes, "Yeah, but I'm here now." Yes, bro, I've heard him do that. Yeah. It's great. Where would he do well, that? Well, it's his, 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 his. I saw him. Do I, don't, that. I won't speak for Snoop. But I think his mentality is, "You're paying me." It was. To show it was up. a TV interview. Yeah, and the guy said something about him being late. He's like, "Man, I'm here now." Yeah, and you're talking about me being late. Late. And I'm then I right think now. he left. I think yeah. he left. But that is such a great line. It's By the like, way, he's the sweetest guy in the world. Like yeah. he is the sweetest guy in the world. He is never like he's not a bad person yeah. so like so like and so whenever i see anything where snoop looks like he's upset with something i go someone pissed him off yeah because he is the sweetest guy he's got a very like he's got a very observant heart where i feel like he though he's always like watching people yeah and like sizing things up and he's always like and he's a big giggler yeah like he giggles fucking hard yeah i love that man man. the best freestyle like like you talk about the true art form of freestyle that's the guy right there yeah i think people seem to forgot that like this this age of rap now and where they're going now like they can never do what snoop does and it's it's it sucks because we need to preserve that because he's so good at it what what hip-hop are you what are you listening to music wise these days it's hard for me to listen to anything now it really is like i'm not even into it right now i'm not i'm not into what I don't know. I, I I'm 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 old now. I guess you know what I mean. The the beard's yeah. gray and I'm set in a certain way. And I, I I literally listen to the same rotation that I I enjoyed back in the day because I'm not I'm not feeling what my son's listening to right now. I'm the girls. We just did a road trip and the girls were listening to what the kids are listening to. What the kids are listening in hip hop wise. Yeah. And it's not. I don't find it enjoyable. Like an old man. I felt like I felt like one. One song was using the N word gratuitously, and I was like, yeah. "Hey, can we stop this? I, I don't want it." And I, but when I was a kid, I couldn't. I mean, like you couldn't touch my music. Yeah, I've just started trying to listen to listen to new bands. Yeah, but you know, I had a theory today. I'm yeah. trying to write a self help book, and uh, yeah, about all the way it's I figured out life. Like, so all the cheat codes, all the fucked up things, the way my brain sees it. Yeah, and I'll tell you what is better than therapy is. And I did this today. Put on an album that you have not listened to in a while, but you know all the lyrics to. Yeah. And sing with it because it 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 forces your brain to not think about the world, only the lyrics. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I like ju- that. I was doing that today. To, that is really good. Like, cause that's you know, someone told me about this autistic kid told me about this on roller coasters. Yeah. He goes, you know, when I get on a roller coaster, <laughs> he goes, it. I can't think of anything. I don't think of anything. And it's really nice to shut yeah. my brain off. And I went, what? And he goes, yeah, when I'm on a roller coaster, I just scream. And I don't think about anything. Oh, I like and that. I, and I heard that and I went, 
I love that. Yeah, and I went, yeah, that is cool as fuck on a roller coaster. You don't think about bills. You don't think about ticket sales. You don't think about, you're just like, oh! And then today I was driving the car and I was listening to The Dead. I've been listening to The Dead a little bit lately, but I would listen to an old song, Uncle John's Band, and I knew all the lyrics from when I was in college. And I started singing with it, and I thought, first of all, I don't know how I know the next lyric, but I know the next lyric. Yeah. And I can't get it's almost like when you're doing stand up and you're in the moment yeah. and all your thoughts are right there. Yeah. And you don't even know how you're coming up with them. And you're saying that I was like, if this is the closest thing I can get to tapping out on stage is just singing with a song I have not listened to in a while. Yeah. And going like, Shh, and I didn't think about anything. Yeah. And you do feel good because it takes you to a time. God. That's so true. At, name one album right now, all the, all the, all the lyrics go. Uh, I can sing all that. Probably uh, John Cougar Mellencamp's. Uh, really? Pink House. What's what's, uh, what's the name of it? Is it? It's the John Cougar. I, Hold I, on, I got someone that can find it for you. Yeah. James Brown's greatest hits. <laughs> John Cougar Mellencamp. I could probably <laughs> sing every song on the one that had Pink Houses. Serious? Yeah. The whole album. Uh, yeah, I just listened to that album. Dude, he like, was a he was a crazy. fucking rock star, by the way. Dude, he still is. They, he's they still don't alive. they don't make they don't make these guys anymore johnny cougar was his name and then he was john cougar mellencamp uh-oh uh-huh uh-uh i'm dyslexic that one right there yeah i mean look at that outfit bro he's a rock star man I, I, and i only reason i know this is that leanne and i recently drove we're driving together on the 101 and we listened to this album it's a great fucking album yeah uh the, i mean i'll get like i'll get really into it there's great lyrics that are really in the weeds that my wife, because she's a redneck, knows. Yeah. So uh, there's a little ditty about Jack and Diane, two American kids yeah. growing up in the fast lane. Uh, take me back to those Bobby Brooke. Give me the lyrics to Jack and Diane. Yeah. There's a lyric that Leanne goes, I had never understood what, it, I thought he was talking to Babbling Brook. Yeah. Take me to Babbling Brook and do what I please. And it says, let me get into those Bobby Brooks pants and do what I please. I go, what? Bobby she goes, Brooks. Bobby Brooks was a very popular brand of pant that was sold to girls in the 70s and 80s from like JCPenney. Oh, Everyone had wow. Bobby Brooks pants. Is it, what does it say? Oh, Dribble wow, off those right. Bobby Brooks and let me do what I please. So those are the pants. Type in Bobby Brooks pants. And so those were pants that girls. And so we got so into the weeds on the lyrics. Yeah. Because I didn't even realize half the lyrics that I knew, I wasn't singing the right. Look at this. These are Bobby Brooks. I don't even remember these pants. And they, were, they were redneck fucking pants. Wow. The girls wore back in the fucking day. This is a thing, huh? Dribble off those Bobby Brooks. Let me do what I please. Wow. Oh, yeah. Life goes on. Long after the thrill. Of living is gone. I mean, I could sing oh, yeah. probably every fucking. We listened to it the other day, and I went. But you mean the whole album? I do. That album that's was crazy. like that. Album was pretty that, fucking. That gangster. song was so good, man. That that's the only song. Pink I know. houses, pink houses for yeah. you, me, you and me. What pink houses on there? It's a great album. Uh, I could sing probably every lyric on Steely Dan's uh album. Nineteen. What is it? Nineteen seventy nine. Yeah. I could probably sing every lyric on this that. Is, I could sing every different. I could sing I could sing every lyric on uh doggy style. Really? Guaranteed. 
No way. Guaranteed. That's dope. Except I don't sing the right lyrics, and Snoop told me that. I, I sing the wrong lyrics. Yeah, I can imagine that. Like the same with Bobby Brooks. I'm pretty Brooks. sure you say Bobby, Bobby Brooks and yeah. Snoop's. Yeah, yeah. I, told, I said, you have a song, you have a part that goes, I drop rhymes like potatoes. And he goes, nope. nope. <laughs> and I went, no, you say that in one of your songs. He goes, I I'm a, I go in serial killer. I think you say I drop lime rhymes like potatoes. I would never say that because it's not a thing. That's so funny. And and I was like, because in Belfast they drop. And he goes, no, no, I no. still don't. And that's so I funny. sang it song back to him, and he was like, no, that's not what I'm saying. And he told me, this is where we're completely different. My what? albums are completely different. What could you sing, top to bottom? Top to bottom, Lauren Hill, Miseducation. Oh, I couldn't sing one lyric. Yeah, not one. I know. Uh, here's here's one that you're probably gonna be like, that's a thing, and uh, and it's the greatest thing. Uh, if you say guy, Dave, guy, Guy Fieri's album? Nope. Oh, not the not the cook. <laughs> uh, Teddy Riley's first group called Guy, Aaron Hall, and it was a <laughs> first. I know, I know, man. Guy. By the way, fifty years of hip hop. I want everyone to know Teddy Riley is the biggest producer. Of all time when it comes to hip hop. And I mean, the guy was doing it when he was like 16, 17 years old. And he wrote for everybody. Cool Modi to, oh, there you go. That that purple album right there. Yep. Yeah, that one. That's my favorite album of all time. Really? Right guys there. in America. And then second, and then my third would, would be uh would be Boys to Men. The two Boys to Men two album. Dude, you know they the were the greatest album of all time. Well, I had a I don't know if it's residency, but I had a deal over at one of the places in Vegas. That yeah, Boys we won't Men, say the name. But... Boys and Men played at. Oh yeah, and I see them. I, I did the show. I did, and totally different audiences. No crossover. Yeah, no crossover <laughs> at all. You're not pulling from them. Not, not one of my fans would have a rose in their yeah, hands, yeah, yeah, but yeah, man, yeah, every yeah, one of their fans had a yeah, rose yeah. in and out of that fucking yeah. place. Those dudes are slick fucking dudes, and they can sing, bro. and they can they fucking can sing at any this age, genre. At this age, but they can sing any genre, man. And that's what that's what I miss about singers. Like we we don't have singers like a Whitney Houston that can no. do any genre across the board. You know what I mean? Country to to you know to yeah, the national anthem, anyone. man. Like she could sing anything. Our singers got stolen from us by the media. Brit so. Britney Spears, that age, that genre, Christina yeah. Aguilera, when, that when they, genre. J I don't know if J Lo was a singer or not, but like, I'm a big J Lo fan just because Ben Affleck. Is she still looking up guy? Oh, boys to men. Oh man, the greatest. Boys to men. Time. You did you ever see the thing where they broke down? Wani is men? my best friend, by the way. Wani Morris, lead singer. Really? And then of course Sean is like very close to me too. But Wanya is just incredible. Did you ever see the breakdown of boys to men created the boys band? Yes. There Bro, was, I was, know the life it on, story. It was on and, and yes. on Netflix. Yeah, I know that like everyone was just doing boys to men. Yes, yes, they but they couldn't do boys to men. No. There's something just there. There's something godlike about how they sing. And if you ever when I when I introduce you to Wanye Bert, because you you'll love him because oh, he can yeah. sing anything. I've put his hat on. I think. Yeah, yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> but but, I, but we, we shared a dressing room. I think I put his hat on. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> But when they walk in the room and sing together, they don't go, no, no, like this. No, no, like this. No, yeah. you go this, you go this way, you go that way. They literally just look at the lyrics and approach it whatever way they want. And for some reason, it just intertwines. Now, did They're you like, literally one voice. They're did, like, did fucking you like Bell Biv DeVoe too? Huh? Did you like Bell Biv DeVoe? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. Bell Biv DeVoe is pretty sick Hands too. Down. How about TLC? Oh. Incredible. Dude, TLC 
chili is incredible. Crossed genres consistently. Yes. Like you, I wasn't set up to love TLC. Yeah. But fucking, I love TLC. Who doesn't? God damn. Any, any age group too. Yeah. You can, you can play Scrubs in any situation, and everyone know. will go crazy. It's crazy. Just like I, you play Motown Philly in any in any bar, and they'll go crazy. God, that's so crazy. You know, my 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 ex and I were talking about what happened to big rock ballads too. Like I miss it, man. Oh. Like it was such a thing. Like what happened to Aerosmith making the big monster ballad that that just gets a movie going? You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's the best part of the movie when when you know or or what happened to Brian Adams and you know like just those sweet emotion is such a oh great God, song. Man. You we saw Metallica at SoFi the other night and I was overwhelmed. I think I've been so inundated with with uh uh technology yeah. that i was overwhelmed at the brilliant simplicity of four men each with an instrument making all of the same noise yeah like making that noise that's just four dudes i got and i was, I was pretty high but i was like this is crazy yeah. four dudes are making this yeah four dudes who met when they were Wait, kids who are you talking about? metallica oh metallica yeah and i was like that's crazy but you're right we don't have i mean the we the jam band genre like the widespread panic fish grateful dead that's lived on that's yeah. continued but we don't and i wonder if it has to do with producers no longer want to be producers they're like i might as well be the artist i'll start my own soundcloud and be the artist yeah and then they just do it themselves or it's got to be something missing. Like, there's no more L.A. Reeds. There's no more yeah, like baby face. Yeah, there's no Teddy more of Rose, those guys. Yeah. Jermaine Dupri just kind of was like, "Fuck it, I'll do my own album." Yeah. And so Timbaland, dude, dude, fucking Aaliyah, Aaliyah, Aaliyah was Remember, so fucking great, right? Missy Elliott. Uh, That's all Timbaland. I knew every lyric when I moved to New York. I didn't have any material, but I and I was bombing, and there were four black women in the front. Uh, in the front row at the Boston Comedy Club, and I knew every lyric to uh, uh, Doom. I've been watching you oh. like a hawk in the sky, and you were my prey. And I could do, I knew the, did you whole, do the dance? I did the whole dance, and that's all I could do on stage was recreate a dance that was in a fucking video, and it would murder. And I, but I had no material. That's so. And I, it would be like you'd watch me get on stage, and I just look for a black chick. Like, hey, do you know who Ali is? <laughs> it was so fucking. Let me give you this. What? And then no, I'm just saying that's what you were saying. Oh, that was it. That was all I had. Yeah. And then, let me do this. And yeah. Then do, the, do it. Do the, the, the. But girl. I've been watching you like a hawk in the sky. And you were my prey. Baby girl. I'm the man from the big VA. Won't you come around my way? And let's do what I got to say. You know what was the man from Big Bang Japan. Remember the baby? Remember the baby? Come on. Who the fuck hears a, a baby crying goes, you know what? I'm gonna put that in a song. I would love to hear some boys to I men. I think we should play what's some the, boys to what's men. What's the what's the best boys to men song? I to be honest, all of them. The one they did with uh Mariah Carey, One Sweet Day is amazing. I think on bended knee, hands down. Wait, what's the what's on the, bended knee is on bended knee? And then knee. I'll make love to you is the flowers. I'll make love to you is the God man. I'll make love to you. Bro. Those guys could clean up clean nightly house. Nightly. This is if I sang that song, it would be I'll make love to you, not satisfy you. I'll come faster than anyone ever did to you. I'll make love, love to, to me. me. 
And then I'll pee. <laughs> and you'll sit <laughs> on the bed. Confused. Very lonely. <laughs> I got to go. I want a potato. Potato. You're calling your friends right right now now complaining. What was that that you said? He he must be gay. (laughs) Either that or he is religious. Tim Tebow Tebow (laughs) must have touched Bert's thing. Oh, fuck. Cut his dingling. <laughs> and now he can't do anything. He goes, goes to, to the Philippines. Philippines. You to, know what I mean. To cut little brown wieners. <laughs> Joe, I fucking love you, buddy. I love you more. Thank you for doing this. You're the best. Hey, man. what's up? Uh, you're on tour. You start your tour up soon? Start tour this. When does this air, by the way? I don't know. Probably before we both do the, Dallas. Okay. <laughs> The tour is on. I'm back out, and um, it's going to be bigger this time. I'm doing uh, Abu Dhabi, Jordan, Bahrain, Qatar, um, and then I'm doing uh, more arenas, man. We're going to Florida. Holy We're shit. Doing, there's a lot of makeup dates in here, man. I feel so bad from the pandemic, bro. Two years old. Jesus Christ. How much time are you spending in Texas? I know a lot, bro, a lot, but uh, I'm excited. I can't wait. And then, of course, I'm shooting my Netflix special in Brooklyn, New York. God dang. Yeah. Oh, Target, Target Center yeah. in Minneapolis. I can't wait for that one. And um, yeah, I'm excited. Man. God damn. All Footprint Center in Phoenix, Arizona. Pachanga okay. Arena twice. I'm doing two shows there. I uh Forum is already sold out. That's not till February. And Tallahassee, think- November 17th. Is that your hometown? Yeah. T- no, no, no. Tampa is Emily oh. Arena. Emily oh, Arena, no. November 17th. Holy shit. Yeah, man. And then Melbourne, Fort Lauderdale, yeah, Fort Myers, rather. And then we're doing another Europe tour. Are we're you doing really? O2 Arena. God damn it, man. The forum, man. I'll That's tell you crazy. this, man. I say this out loud. You inspire. I know you inspire a lot of dudes, but you definitely inspire me, man. Wow. I love watching you work. It, it makes me feel like it gives me hope that you can just, when you when hard work meets talent, this shit happens, that you don't have to fucking be the one, one of the chosen dudes. I've watched you in your career. I've seen opportunity come your way, and I've seen you make your own opportunity, and I fucking... You inspire me, brother. I love For real. You, Bert. I love you too, man. I was talking to you uh, uh, with the Netflix people today. Oh. Just, yeah, for real. Joanne says hi and just like, what a genius you are. And and I told you earlier in the podcast, it's just like you just keep creating and you stay in a creative mindset. And I wish more people would just look at that and be inspired by it because you're a fucking beast, bro. Thank you. Like every time you do something, I'm like, God damn it, Bert. Buy another bus. That's what I say to my crew. <laughs> Bert did it. We can do it. <laughs> All right, let's buy another bus. I love you, man. Love you, brother. Let's go. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.